0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Brain on Your Parade. I know it's been a minute and I'm sorry but uh, I've had a lot of stuff going on. (laughs) Um, Just a lot of stuff. Like my dog ate a poison mushroom and I kind of want to talk about that because it's like we keep our well how it is is I have a dog and my parents have my sister's dog because she's not able to take care of it right now so Anyway, so there's an outside fence between my parents' house and my house. And so the three dogs that, you know, my dog and my sister's dog had a pup. So we have three dogs, um, basically, between us. And uh, they share an outdoor space, like a fenced-in area to play. All three of them. So anyway, (laughs) um, it was actually my sister's dog who ate a poison mushroom and the mushrooms had been out there for a while and the dogs did not even seem interested in it like they wouldn't even look at them they didn't seem to even acknowledge the existence of the mushrooms so I was like it's not a problem but also they were the kind that like they look like the kind that would normally grow on like wood like because my parents chopped down a tree out there and it was right there that the mushrooms grew like and so those kind that usually grow in places like that are not dangerous and so we didn't think much of, about it and um she started getting sick and then like my dad went out there to look in the fenced-in area and found that one of the dogs had been chewing on um this mushroom cluster and the, these kind grow in like clusters but it's the safe kind that grow in clusters, but also the kind that looks like exactly like them <laughs> that's dangerous also grow in clusters. So it's like apparently she had chewed on them like the cluster. And, um, because and this we only realized this after she's had gotten sick. So, anyway, I took her to the vet, they wanted to put her down. And, um, my mom was like, No, we're not. We don't want to do that. We want to give her a chance. And plus, even if, you know, I was glad they didn't put her down because I did not want her to um, be put down at a vet surrounded by strangers, you know, in a strange place. If she was going to go, I wanted her to be comfortable at home. So she brought her home and we made her comfortable and, you know, surrounded her with her favorite toys and petted her and, you know, just comforted her and um, kept her comfortable. And she seemed okay. You know, she wasn't in pain or anything, but she was just not active. Um, She just didn't want to play. And this is like a super hyper dog, and she did not want to play. She's only two years old. And um, this is the mother dog of, you know, she's had pups already, but she's only two. But um, she just did not want to play or do anything. She just wanted to lay around, and she could barely walk and the vet said her kidneys were shutting down her intestines were shutting down and all this and you know it was devastating and um but I wanted her to be home where she felt you know surrounded by people that loved her and her family you know her the other dogs and us you know and her toys when you know I laid her toys up near her and We gave her water and food and eventually and she like slept all day. The first day we brought her back from the vet she was mostly asleep and um I thought it was you know any time now you know it's gonna be over and um I said goodbye to her basically and then um it was super emotional you know and um even though I mean we've only had her for a couple years but still you know and um so the next day she was a little bit more active and then each day she started getting more and more active and now she's fine and i'm like imagine if we would have let the vet put her down you know so don't always just think i mean i'm not saying like i don't know uh we prayed for her and she got better and so it's kind of like a miracle it is a miracle and um But also, I just, I wouldn't have normally wanted to talk about it on my podcast because it's super sad. But, like, I just wanted to warn people about mushrooms. You know, like, even if you think your dog's are not going to eat them, she, they were there for a month before she even touched them. And I guess one day she just got curious or bored, you know, and started chewing on it. (laughs) It's like she didn't bother them forever. Like, she didn't care about them and just eventually she did and also they didn't look like the threatening kind because um they're the kind that usually like I said they looked exactly like the safe kind and they were in the same spot that the safe kind would be and we didn't think too much about it because they're mushrooms you know what I mean and uh for one thing they weren't even bothering them the dogs did not seem interested in the mushrooms so we didn't even think it was an issue and then (sighs) she just one day decided to chew on it and i'm just saying like even if they look like the safe kind like be careful you know cuz there's a con i don't even know about it like they, there's a con that looks exactly like the con that grows on like um tree roots and stuff which the con that usually grows on tree roots and they're a cluster of like normal looking mushrooms like they're safe but like There's a kind that looks exactly like them that's totally toxic. I mean, like, extremely toxic. Like, even to humans. Like, for a full-grown human adult, like, a quarter of the cap will kill you. Like, it's super toxic. And, um, so, just watch your dogs with that. We think it's because she chewed on the mushroom. Like, when we took her to the vet, they said, you know, all that stuff was happening and she had ingested some sort of poison. And, um, the only thing different that she had that we know of is that mushroom. Um, but I don't know if she got a hold of something else. I know she had been playing with a grape, but she didn't eat it. Like, the skin wasn't even broken off the grape. And grapes are toxic to dogs. Um, and she's eaten a grape before accidentally. Like, nobody fed it to her. Like, she, you know, you drop one and she's like, quick. You know, like, she's super quick. Like, if you drop anything on the ground, she'll have it in her mouth immediately. So you had to be, like, really careful about what you drop on the floor. And, like, somebody dropped a grape and didn't even realize it. And she ate it a long, that was a long, long time ago. And she was fine. And then uh, a few weeks ago, she um, was playing with the grape. But she didn't actually, she thought it was, a you know, she's playing with it like a ball. Like it was a ball, a little tiny ball and she didn't actually even start chewing on it. Um, The skin of the grape wasn't even broken so I don't know. We we don't know for sure exactly what but like if it was a mushroom like it could have been so that's the only thing we can think of. I mean she's into everything. She'll, she'll eat whatever. You know, if she found like a Tide Pod she would have ate it. You know what I'm saying? Like of course, we don't let her around stuff like that. That's why it's like the only thing... We make sure she doesn't have access to anything dangerous. Because she will eat anything. And, um, So, we think it was a mushroom. Because it's the only thing we know for sure that she chewed on. You know? Um, and plus the grape incident where she was playing with one a few weeks ago. That was a while beforehand. You know, it, took, it was several you know, like a week or two beforehand and like the mushroom was like closer to the time that she got sick. So anyway, um, just be careful with your dogs being outside. And like, also I've had dogs before where like they would take off running down the road and go to someone else's house. And by the time we got them back, like somebody had poisoned them on purpose, you know? So it's like, that's sucks. So I don't She's never been out like that. Like, she's ran off, but not far enough for anybody to have poisoned her. And not for long enough a time. Like, you know, like when we've had bigger dogs that we felt more secure with them not getting in the road and stuff. We've let them play outside and they explore explored the neighborhood. But this is a small dog, so we don't let her do that. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, we've had a dog poisoned before. Like, somebody poisoned it on purpose. I think, but anyway, um <laughs> or you know they had put out like animal poison for like rodents or something, and she got and he got into it, you know, the former dog, but I this one she don't do that, like we don't let her go that far, and we don't leave her alone outside outside of a fenced in area, so it's pretty much impossible that she would have done that. And plus we know when she gets out because we have to chase them down. Like they got out yesterday in the rain and I am two of them, two of the three, my dog, the dad, um, he's like seven and, uh, he's a good boy. <laughs> like he doesn't do stuff like that. Like usually, um, he's pretty good about not doing anything really. He just hangs out. But the other two are kind of spunky and rebellious. And so they got out yesterday. And I was just like freaking out. Because the baby, she's never been outside of the house. Like um, my dog, I rescued him. Um, we He's a rescue. Somebody just dropped him off. And so we kept him. We took him in. And then, um, which he's a Yorkie. But like, you know. Um, somebody just left him on the side of the road. <laughs> and somebody thought he was a squirrel. You know so he's had it rough, he knows what it's like though, and we used to take him walks down the road and on leashes, you know, and he knows to stay out of the road and then the other two, um the mommy and the baby um the mom is my sister's dog, and she got her at the pet store, which I don't really approve of people buying dogs from pet stores um like I feel sorry for the dogs that are at the pet stores. At the time, but it's like the more you buy, the more they're going to be in demand, and the more people are going to breed them at these puppy mills that are dangerous and bad for dogs. You know, like the only way to stop it is to stop giving them, you know, business. Um, anyway, you know, you should adopt and not buy, you know, but and I strongly believe that, but anyway, that was not my choice, <laughs> um, that was somebody else's choice, so now that we have her it's too late you know what I'm saying but anyway um and before we because the pandemic happened and we wanted to get my dog neutered um even though he's a little old for it but you know he's the male and it be it's easier to do that and uh but they had uh pups they're not you know my dog and the lady <laughs> dog you know because they share uh, spaces and so even though they belong to different people I consider them like husband and wife <laughs> but they uh, they bred and um, before the pandemic was over three toms. like during the pandemic they had three litters and um, we kept one of the pups from the litters from one of the litters and um so we don't we're not really sure who she belongs to <laughs> Because my sister's not available and my parents have been taking care of her dog and uh, my dog's just, you know, with me. So, um, those two had pups. So, I don't know who the pup belongs to because I own the dad and my sister owns the mom. But anyway. Which really, I mean, the mom dog is more like my dad's now. I mean, honestly, but whatever. Um, because she doesn't even really know her. They don't really know each other that well. So, uh, I don't know. But, anyway. That's what's been going on. It's been a lot of stress. And, on top of that, like, I've had not bad things, but, like, annoying, like, hormone imbalance things that I have to deal with, um, medically. It's not, like, dangerous, serious problems. It's just, um you know annoying that i have to keep going to different doctors to try and balance out my hormones and um you know uh my dad's sick he's in the hospital but he's getting out soon like he's better but it's just like you know they want to keep him for observation and like he's really annoyed because he wants out and my dad's been sick um he has some medical issues and then even on top of that um and then my best friend's house caught on fire. And so it's been, I mean, noth- nothing that bad has happened to me. And I feel grateful that, you know, whatever. Because a lot of the stuff has been resolved. Like, the dog got better. My dad's better. You know, he still has some issues. But they're not, like, immediate issues, you know. Um, and then, you know, with her house catching on fire, like, it it hurt it only hurt two rooms that were not like that important i mean considering it could have been a lot worse you know but um it's still just like time consuming things and stuff that stresses you out um that just happened yesterday it's like stuff keeps happening <laughs> and then my my uncle came into town from a different state and uh so we had thanksgiving with our family then cuz he was here and um, everybody got together so it's been like a lot of stuff even if it's not like some of the stuff is bad and some of it's really good stuff it's just time-consuming stuff so that's why I haven't been um I've been pretty busy (laughs) and I have not got a chance to watch Lord of the Flies the movie it's on YouTube there's actually two versions of it there's one from like um the 50s or something like that and then one from the 90s like there's two there's an older version and a newer version of it I'm gonna watch the newer 90s version um it's not that new I mean it doesn't seem it's not like modern really it's kind of like old school but it's also not like really old there's like two different ones but I picked the one I thought excuse me that would be I don't know the one that was on YouTube (laughs) but I think they're both on there but you know I picked the one that I think we saw in like middle school it doesn't really matter because I read the book but I just kind of want to watch it and um before I do a podcast about it um so this is like section one of me explaining everything and talking about stuff i've been watching um i started watching like halfway through season three of mr robot and then the rest with my mom because she had watched it before and she found it super depressing and did not want to watch it and then i made her watch it anyway like recently that was a long time ago but recently i started it back up on like season three and um four you know, we're watching season three and four, and I'm like, I'm gonna be watching season four regardless because, uh, you know, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> like, season four, Mr. Robot is Christmas time, you know, so I have to watch it around the Christmas time. And, um, she started getting into it, and now she's like, You wanna watch it now? You wanna watch the rest of it? She's like, super invested, and I'm like, See, it is good, isn't it? Like, because season four and three is more, um, watchable I think because season two a lot of people didn't like season two but I think it's because it's so dark like season two is super dark and it's hard to watch because it's like super it's just super dark you know and it just feels um hard to watch because it's so there's a lot of it just makes you feel all the pain you know and it's it is hard to watch but it's not bad It's not because it's bad. I think people get that confused. They're like, it's hard, you know. Well, I couldn't watch this. It sucks. Or this one's bad because I couldn't watch it. And it's like, I mean, something being hard to watch. And that's your choice. I don't think people should be forced to watch stuff they don't feel comfortable with. But, like, don't judge it and say it's bad because it's uncomfortable to watch. Like, there's a difference, you know. That's just like the Clockwork Orange. Like I don't say it's a bad movie. It's hard to watch. Obviously, it's like one of the hardest things ever to watch. It's the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking. And like even Twin Peaks is like super hard to watch because it makes you feel weird and uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean it's bad, though. Um It's just showing you things that are too realistic almost. Even though it's like super weird. Like, Twin Peaks is, you know, super weird and, like, a lot of stuff can't happen. But, like, it's realistic in some ways. It's, like, almost too realistic in some ways. Because it's, you know, that was the whole purpose. But we're not going to get into a discussion about that. Even though I freaking love David Lynch. Like, I don't watch most of his stuff because, like, it's one of those things where it's hard for me to watch his stuff. Because it makes me uncomfortable. But, like... I like him as a person, and I think he's talented and weird, but, like, in a creative way. Um, But I think he's just one of the nicest directors out there. Like, I feel like he's super nice. I watched his masterclass. I took his masterclass, and um, he's just such a good... I feel like he's such a good person, you know? And, like, his reasonings behind making Twin Peaks, it just really struck a nerve with me in a good way of, like, wow, <laughs> that... That changes everything like it's just but anyway um what else what else I've been trying to write stuff I got a few things on vocal.com if you go to vocal.com and search my name um I have a few short stories on there the most recent ones um as of right now the six most recent ones are part of a contest a fiction contest that I have entered and the contest is over in December. But the more views and likes my stories get, the more likely it is to win. So if you want to support me by doing, going and reading those and liking those stories, it will help me out. Um, <clears throat> so try to do that for me, please. <laughs> and it doesn't cost you anything. like It's free to read them. You just go click on them and um, you'll be able to help me out for free. Like, you don't have to pay anything, but it will help me, still. And, um, if I win the contest, I could, you know, well, it's gonna help me a lot, but anyway. And... I have six stories entered into the fiction contest, because you can enter as many stories as you want, so... I just entered a lot of them. I might enter more, the, um... All the things on there that are short stories, ...are part of the contest, you know? Um, anything that's just an article about opinion pieces, you know? Those are not eligible for the contest. But all the things that are short stories are... Let's just put it that way. <laughs> if it's an opinion article or article about, like... You know, a different show or whatever. Like a review. It's not... Um, it's not part of the contest. Anything that's an actual story is. So, anyway... Um, that's all for that stuff. Um, and several other podcasts. I've talked about my other writing, you know. You can find me everywhere with my writing. Um, I'm on Goodreads and Amazon. Just search my name, you know. If you Google my name, uh, my books will probably just come up first thing. So, I'm verified on Google for that. So, Anyway Yeah, I freaking love Mr. Robot but today today's episode or the one you're listening to right now um is gonna be about Peter Pan, Lost, and Lord of the Flies. But I just wanna say a quick introductory thing. Um like a update on like my life <laughs> and what's taken me so long to get this done. And it's still going to, like, I have to this is just a section of it. Um I'm going to be watching Lord of the Flaws again. Um, and then we'll talk about uh the comparisons of the three things. Um and as far as Peter Pan goes, it's just gonna be a combination of like all the iterations of it. Um <clears throat> including Once Upon a Tom's version of Peter Pan, which we're not going to get deep into that because that has a whole big backstory and stuff. But um, just the idea of Peter Pan, you know, we're going to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about there. And then um, with Lost, you know, if you haven't seen it, (laughs) you need to everybody should watch it i feel like i don't see how i mean i went a long time not watching it just because i'm one of those people that like try to force me to watch something like the walking dead i'm just gonna be like super not into it like the more people tell me to watch it the less that's kind of how i was about Lost because people were so into it i was like i feel like anything this mainstream can't be that good (laughs) like you know what i mean i just and usually that's true but um like Mr. Robot, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. You know what I'm saying? But, um, ugh, I hate when I say that too much. <sighs> but yeah, Lost, uh, I I decided to watch Lost only because Bros Watch PLA2 recommended it and liked it. They said it was their favorite show. And I'm like, we have similar taste. Like, most of the stuff they say they like. Um, a lot of the stuff they say they like, if I have watched it, it's usually stuff I also like. We have similar taste. Um, so they don't usually steer me that wrong. Um some things we differ on, but you know uh that's how I started watching Mr. Robot. But I'm like Lost can't be that bad if it's their favorite show. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's their favorite show, even above pretty little liars, Lost has to be good. And so I watched it and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, of course there's complaints, but not about the ending. Um, I totally understand why they did the ending the way they did, but it's it's very writer, a writer's ending. You know what I mean? It's so much like, uh, you know, we, we have to say goodbye to these characters, whatever they're going through, we're, you know, so it doesn't actually matter. Like, people always act like the ending of a show matters so much. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) regardless, we are not going to see them again. You know what I'm saying? But I guess people just like the idea that, like, in some universe, their favorite characters are off doing. And that's, you know, that's true. I, I also feel that way about, like, Elliot and Mr. Robot. I want him to be okay. Even though we don't get to see him anymore. I want to think that he's out there having, you know, a good life. But, um, I also understood the ending of Lost. (laughs) I got it. I got, you know, it's like, well, we have, regardless, we have to say goodbye, you know, to them. So, (laughs) it's kind of like, to us, they are dying anyway. (laughs) You know, which, sorry, spoiler alert, but they weren't dead the whole time. I'll tell you that right now. I don't even care to spoil that much. They were not dead the whole time. And, like, I had saw the theories of that. And, like, so while I was watching it the first time, I was, like, that's the only theory I even heard was that they were dead the whole time. And, like, the island was purgatory. And then I'll, I thought that, you know, I thought maybe that was true because some people in line had said that. And I was just, like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I'm just going to watch it. But then after watching it, I was, like, that's not what happened, <laughs> you know, that's not true, um, because I was waiting on, on them to reveal that, and they never did, and even at the very end, whenever Christian Shepard comes out and starts talking to Jack, I'm like, okay, here's where he tells him what's up, you know, um, he started talking and saying stuff, and I was just like, so, no, they weren't dead the whole time, <laughs> like, I just listened to what Christian said, and was like, even coming in with the preconceived notion that they might have been dead the whole time i still was able to know that they weren't from listening to what christian had to say he explained everything i'm just like um yeah no uh they weren't dead the whole time um and also lord of the flies if you haven't read it i totally recommend it i think it's one of those things that it's like I'm not a classic book snob, you know, I don't believe in, like, only the classics are the best. They're not, because I I read, like, two pages of Moby Dick, and I'm like, freaking get on with it. We don't need three pages about how you love the ocean. Like, I don't care. Like, I mean, anyway, (laughs) it's like a bunch of the classics are really just mediocre white men patting each other on the back for being mediocre white men, like most things. I mean honestly, <laughs> just let's just be real here. But um some classics are good because they're they're classics because they're good. And Lord of the Flies is one of them. One of the things like that. Um it there's so much about it that's good. Um it's not some people might not enjoy it, but it's the social commentary of it and it's just it's a nail biter. Like it's a page turner. You I couldn't put it down even even though I'd read it before and watched the movie. Um, they made us watch it in like uh ninth grade or something. And we watched the film, one of the films, I don't remember which one, but I think it was the nineties version. But it, it it I still couldn't put it down. I could not put it down. I read it in like so fast because I it was just I'm like, how do how am I still so interested in this? And it's just really what well written. The characters are actual people you know and it just so much reminded me of Lost you know like a lot um because we think of it as like this crazy you know thing but it's like it's not that far off from Lost at all you know and they even have a moment like that like an actual moment um well let's just start talking about it um well we'll get there at the end <laughs> but uh because there was a moment in Laws that is exactly like a parallel to the ending of Lord of the Flaws. Like, actually. And just the feeling of it and then what's actually happening. It's just, it's kind of like, wow, this is that moment. Um, but I'm going to be watching the movie first. Right now I've been watching um, several different things. La Brea and different things. Um, and... I kind of tried to get into that show called One of Us is Lying, but I couldn't get into it, so uh, I might try again later. <laughs> but I, a couple of people recommended the Chucky series to me, and I'm like, I've never been that big of a fan of his Chucky movies, but like, since, you know, people with similar taste to me recommended it, I was like, well, okay, then I'll watch Chucky and see what that's like, because it just excited me, the thought of it excited me more than the other things that I th- have been thinking about watching, so um, that's what I'm watching right now, but uh once I get Tom, because I've been trying to find Tom, but once I get Tom to uh, watch Lord of the Flaws, um, maybe tomorrow for me, but y'all won't even notice the difference, um I will record the rest of this podcast and talk about those things. (laughs) Um, And, of course, Peter Pan. We'll bring Peter Pan into it. And, like I said, I would love to cover Lost, like, every single episode. But I just, that's such a huge commitment. There's so many episodes and there's so much to talk about for each episode that I was just like, It would be a huge task to do every single episode. And there's no way I could do the episodes without doing every episode. Because there's so much... There's just so much that I would miss if I tried to do a few episodes only. Um. Like, the constant. That's, like, a huge episode. Uh, That's maybe... That's one of the best. But anyway. Um. If you haven't seen Lost, I just don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> like it just, it just, I don't see how anybody could go through life without not seeing that. Just as a fan of TV, um, Mr. Robot is my is like what I consider the most well made television series ever, um, in every way. But I don't recommend it to everybody because it's not for everybody. Like I said, I don't think Mr. Robot is for everybody. I don't think. Not very many people would get it or like it. And, uh, or understand it. It's just very specific and I I just don't think, I feel like the show is too good for some people, actually. <laughs> like, that makes me sound pretentious, but I really believe that. And I wish certain people would kind of stay away from it. Because there are certain people that, like, try to claim Mr. Robot is something that, like, fits into their narrative and it's not. And it's like, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even some of the people that love Mr. Robot, they're like, "Oh, I wanted to be more Sapphire about hacking, but it really ended up being about mental illness and more so than I wanted it to." Blah blah blah. But I'm like, "Well, I was here for the mental illness, so (laughs) it was made for me, (laughs) me and people like me." It was it was about humanity. Like if you thought it was really just about hacking, like it of course is about hacking, but like. It was so much deeper than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why would you want it to be this shallow, like, fun hacking show when it was about so much more? Even when it was about hacking, it was about humanity. Like, Elliot even said that repeatedly. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, how did you not know it was going to be this? You know? this It's about Elliot. It's about the character, not the plot. Which is like... You know, sorry, but that's usually what makes something better, in my opinion. It's, like, when it's about the actual character and not about just the plot. They wanted it to be this, like, parallel universe thing going on and time travel and all this. And it's, like, I wanted my theory to be right. And it's, like, this is way more than just that. It's a way the whole message of the show is about more than just wanting to be right about your theory. You know? (laughs) that's where Lost comes in too like people basically were mad that they were wrong about their pet theories you know I don't know usually when people say yeah I like the show but I don't like how it ended usually are like just mad because their pet theory was wrong (laughs) but even me there's like I would I was expecting or hoping for like the way Mr. Robot ended That's not what I would have chosen to happen, but, like, I can't say I can complain because of the reasons why it ended the way it did. You know what I mean? It broke my heart in some ways, like, actually, but, you know, I understand it. I understand why Sam went where he went with it, and uh, it was not just for a gimmick or whatever. It's like, well, with this, it really makes you think of, like why do I feel the way I feel about this ending, you know? And it's like that's the wrong way for me to feel. I need to change my views of certain people, you know, or what how I feel about certain things. And it's just like <clears throat> yeah know. And, you know, like this is not a episode about Mr. Robot, so I'm not gonna get into it, but there's only very few things to complain about with Mr. Robot. <laughs> but I was prepared for anything. Like even the parallel universe stuff or time travel. I was like, you know, we're just going to see what happens. <laughs> if, if it had ended in a way that I didn't like. I still couldn't have been mad at it. You know what I mean? Like it just... I don't think I could have uh, been mad because it just made me feel so much things. But anyway, um yeah, Lord of the Flaws coming up. <clears throat> it's like super early right now, so um I'm starting to watch the film. It's the nineties version. What year was it? I can't I don't know if it'll show me or not. I've got it on YouTube. <laughs> um it doesn't say the year so we don't know we're trying to watch it on tv and um from my youtube so yeah let's get into it It's really interesting because I think most of this cast is like entirely kids, but one of the things that stands out to me, like in the book, um, it starts very similar to Lost in that it just, it's like, hey, I'm a boy, I'm on an island, you know what I mean? It's just, it's right there. And you're like, okay, how did you get here? You know, you have all these questions and yet you develop more and more answers as it goes along, you know what I mean? And, like, as you go along, you know, you get more answers, but you also get more questions. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how lost the pilot starts out. Because you're like, there's a dude. He's in the woods. He's wearing a suit. Like, what the heck? You know? And it's like, there's a dog. And then he gets up and he runs. And you're like, what the heck? And then there's a, you know, like, all this stuff keeps happening to show you answers. You get immediate answers, but you also have more questions. So, it keeps you curious while also satisfying you. Which is a great thing about the Pilot of Lost, and I don't think people understand how that works, like it's just so interesting to see and then, with this, the movie starts out, which is different from the book, but um, we see a pilot sinking in the water um, and then a boy tries to save him, and they're all just like you know flailing about in the water with Peter Pan, it does not start with um most iterations of peter pan does not start with peter pan or the Allen, but it would be interesting to see that um because you know i've seen a lot of different versions of peter pan but in every version like i think peter pan sucks (laughs) and is the bad guy my dogs are here with me stop fighting but um i usually don't have them with me they're usually outside but it's too cold it's too cold to go outside anyway um yeah i just like how lord of the flies the book starts very similar to lost in that you know we see ralph you know we get introduced to ralph and then you know we slowly get more answers but it doesn't immediately say like so some boys crashed on an island, blah, blah, blah. It just starts it out getting to know the character or seeing a character already in the situation. And uh, I like that. And here, too, in the movie, like you're already getting thrown into the situation immediately. Um, but it kind of gives you more answers up front. Like, oh, there's a pilot sinking. He looks like a airplane pilot. <laughs> you know, he's in the uh, like outfit. But, of course... I don't know what somebody would think if they were watching this for the first time. Like, I don't know if their thought would immediately go to, oh, there's the pilot of the plane. Um, But, I, you know, because I know what's happening. (laughs) I know that. But anyway. And they're pretty resourceful straight up front. Like, somebody dives to try and save the pilot, which is important. (sighs) They're going to make noise, aren't they? And then somebody also is like, get the raft. And so they go get the raft. You know, somebody dives to try and find the raft and they found it. So that's pretty helpful. And the book doesn't start here. It just starts where they're already on the island. And I kind of like how the book starts better because it's more of like, you know, quint A non-traditional way of like introducing a story. And, um... I like it. The worst way to have started this would have been like starting at the airport before they got on the plane. You know what I mean? Like I would have hate that. This looks so much like the Island Lost. It might even be Oahu or whatever, but I don't know. But, um, oh. (laughs) They're all just looking around, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, there was a quote in Lost, not that Lost, but there's a book called Lost about... It's Charles Dickens. Oh my gosh. Nothing's going right for me today. Like, honestly, this sucks. Listen to them. Quit fighting! The dogs are playing, but they're loud. There's a Gregory Maguire book, the guy who wrote Wicked. Um, which, if you've seen the musical Wicked, I recommend you read the book. It's like, I've read like what the musical's about, and they take out a whole lot of stuff. And I guarantee you the book's better. But anyway, um, Gregory, M- Gregory Maguire likes to retell fairy tales and things, or do things like that. So he had a book called Lost. And it was about a descendant of Ebenezer Scrooge. And I'm like, yeah, I want to read that for sure. But um, (laughs) there was a line in it that always stuck with me that was just really interesting where it says, um, How quickly Neverland turns to Lord of the Flies. And I love that quote because it's just like she was talking about, you know, actual society and um but i'm like is are they really different to begin with like how different they're not that different to begin with like what is different like honestly like except for the fact that peter pan goes and like kidnaps children to come there instead of like accidentally being there you know he's the leader of the lost boys but it's like the lost boys i mean come on lost <laughs> like all three of these things just go together so well they're so similar But, um, just in every iteration of Peter Pan I've seen, I don't like Peter Pan. And he was never the protagonist. It was always Wendy. Even in the Disney version, which is the one I'm most familiar with. Like, he's such a jerk. And he's like, Wendy, I want you to be our mother and take care of us. And it's like, are you really? Like, that's so bad. And, uh, it's just so awful. But anyway, um, the people that wrote Lost said that they were influenced by um they wanted to a survivor meets gilligan's island but they never mentioned lord of the flies and i'm like which they had saw your mention it of course but it's like it's not that different <laughs> you know what i mean like people act like lord of the flies is just this extreme version of things but like it's not that much worse than peter pan it's not that much more extreme than lost you know it's like it's not even that much more extreme than Gilligan's <laughs> Island. I mean, it is extreme. Like, bad. But, like, like bad things happen, obviously. But, you know, bad things happen on there, too. On the other things. It's like, the Peter Pan boys can't take care of themselves. Which, they're not trying to leave. But, like, you know, some of them on Lord of the Flies are not trying to leave. <clears throat> and so... It's just a bunch of boys, you know, children, male children. And somebody said something about a Lord of the Flies*, but with girls. But it's like, that's not going to be the same. It, it would never be the same. The whole dynamic here is like, somebody said like, they didn't like Lord of the Flies* the books, because the whole message was that without rules, things get bad. And, like, they're trying to be, like, the most important thing is having rules. And I'm like, I don't think that's the message of the book at all. Um, because once the two factions split off, it's not, it's not like Jack doesn't have rules for his section either. You know, Ralph wanted him to follow the rules of, like, keeping the fire going. You know, he was he wasn't trying to just set rules and have a bunch of rules. He wasn't authoritarian at all um he just wanted them to do the thing that would help and uh keep the fire going you know that's all he freaking (laughs) asked keep the fire going that's all he asked of you (laughs) and they wanted to go hunt and like you know they didn't need to hunt he was not you know jack was not wrong about needing to hunt but like and we're talking about Lord of the Flies, it's gonna get confusing because Jack is the main character of Lost, but, I mean, come on. You can't tell me they didn't know, you know, they obviously you know, they need one of the leaders of the factions, Jack, when Lost and it's like, I'm not sure, I think at first they wanted it to be like Jack versus Sawyer, but it was really like Jack, it didn't, it was like Jack versus John, you know, and it's like was jack the jack but like john was the hunter but like john ended up being right you know on lost it's like who who was ralph and who was jack because i don't think jack was jack but he might have been but you know because you know jack on lost he wanted to go stay in the caves but like sawyer was like no we have to stay on the beach and keep the fire going it's like y'all are doing a thing (laughs) you know y'all are doing a thing But at first, I think they wanted to uh, make, like, Jack a leader and then Sawyer a different leader and them like, kind of be opposing to each other. But it really turned out to be John, you know, and sort of Sawyer at some points, but different, you know, like, we didn't have a clear cut. I mean, the only clear cut two groups we had was, like, Jack and John, you know. Man of science versus man of faith. (laughs) And uh, here, on Lord of the Flies, you know, and we don't have... And, you know, with John being, like, right about everything in the end, you know, it's like, so Jack was kind of on the bad side, in a way. I mean, not really, because there was no bad intentions behind what he was doing. You know, and I think the same thing goes for the Jack of Lord of the Flies. Like, I don't think eventually yeah but like at first i think he thought he was doing what was right you know (laughs) so it's like what and there was just a part of him that just enjoyed killing you know when he hunted like at first he was hesitant because he had never killed anything before but when he started killing pigs he was like you know this thing (laughs) and plus him and ralph I don't think if Ralph would have not had Piggy on his side and, like, helped him, guide him, you know, make him, you know, keep him in line. It was basically Piggy and Simon who kept Ralph grounded in reality. Instead of him becoming the same thing as Jack, only opposing sides. You know? And really, like, before we even get into it, like, they're... Simon is a hundred percent like my favorite character like a hundred percent like I love Simon like he was the like he was just the best it's like I don't anyway I'm gonna continue watching it and um whatever I come up with to say (laughs) because sometimes I get off track and like I have to keep reminding myself where we are and like I'm not gonna like go through every scene or anything I'm just gonna see what all I think of to compare it to those two things because as I was reading the book I can't do a podcast while I'm reading a book that's why I didn't do it that way but um as I was reading the book I could just kept thinking of different like things that reminded me of Lost or Peter Pan so um yeah or, you know, vice versa, when I read Peter Pan, I thinking about those other two. So, yeah. This movie is not building up the dynamic like the book did. Um, they, like, you know, Piggy finds, and I hate calling him that, but that's that's not his name. But, like, we never learn his name, so that's the only thing I know to call him. Um, <clears throat> Piggy finds the conch, and, you know, he gives it to Ralph, and Ralph blows it and all that they have the meeting, and in this movie, like, the the pilot's still alive. He's setting up all the rules, you know, saying what the situation is, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, they all elect for Ralph to be the leader, and uh, I think it might be Simon. I can't tell who people are, except for, like, Jack and Ralph and Piggy, but, like, and, of course, the twins, but um, <clears throat> they haven't revealed who Simon is yet, but Anyway, um, they elect Ralph the leader, and he's like, looks like you just won the election. Uh, but he's like, it doesn't matter, Ralph says, it doesn't matter who's in charge, as long as we work together. He kind of seems like Jack in that moment, you know, in that moment. (laughs) I said that randomly yesterday out of nowhere, and like, nobody got the reference, but, you know, I still had to do it. But anyway, (laughs) so... Yeah. Um, But they're not setting up this... They did not show a reaction shot of Jack whenever Ralph got elected leader. And it's like, they really should have, you know, to set up... I feel like, you know, that was a missing moment of them, like, showing his reaction. Either good or... Positive or negative reaction. It doesn't matter. It's just, you, you know, you start setting up this dynamic. You know, these two... Opposing forces. It's all driven by ego. And that's kind of what was happening on Lost with Jack and John. I mean, in a way, um, they were driven by their beliefs and what they thought was right. But, like, it was partly ego. You know, when you had... And I've said this before. If we, in a perfect world... And this is what's wrong with society, too. Like based on Lost, it's like Jack and John were the two opposing leaders who were against each other. Um And like, a lot of it was ego-driven. Like, I want to be right. I want to be right. You know, and even if what they were right about would have been harmful to people, they still wanted to be right. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it was weird. But with, um, and but, you know, they were trying to do the right thing, but still I feel like the other two people who were should have been leaders, like I just feel like it like they don't have the leader mentality because they weren't trying to be leaders and I feel like that's what have made would have made them better as leaders. Um well later on, (laughs) the version of Sawyer that's later on. I feel like Saeed and Sawyer would have made better leaders than Jack and John. But neither one of them cared about being leaders. But that's what would have made them good at it. Because they only cared about getting things done and doing the right thing. You know, they were not interested in people following them, you know, for the sake of people following them. They just wanted people to do the right thing. And, you know, this is Sawyer in the later seasons. <laughs> not, not at first. Not at first, um, Sawyer was kind of a lone wolf. But still, even well, they both were lone wolves. And that's... The thing, they did not care if people followed them. They didn't have that ego-driven, um, power-hungry nature at all. And I don't think Jack and John were necessarily super power-hungry. It's just that they had some of it. And Sawyer and Said had zero of it. But all they cared about, like, later on, Sawyer is kind of a leader of sorts whenever they go back in time and he becomes, you know, LaFour, or not LaFour, uh what is it um maybe that was his name but you know when he was with D- the dharma group sawyer was sort of a leader and he was good at it because he wasn't interested in ego or self you know like you have to listen to me because it's me you know it was like we should do the right thing because it's the right thing and sawyer and Said was the same way like it was all about doing what was best for the most amount of people and he did not care about people following him because it was him and Jack and John did and that's the problem with society is like the people who would make the best leaders never seek out being leaders you know because they don't want followers but that's what would make them better at it because they're not interested in people following them they just want the right things to be done but they never seek out those positions. So it's like, oh, <laughs> we maybe have to force some people to do that. Like, like when push came to shove and they were forced into situations where they had to lead people, like Sawyer and Said were really good at it. But, I mean, they were super good at it. But they never, like, sought out those positions of leadership. Because they didn't care if people followed them or not. They just cared about, you know, the right things most of the time well Sawyer later on (laughs) when I'm talking good about Sawyer I do not mean back in the beginning when he was terrible but anyway um that's just like this if we had people Ralph doesn't necessarily need to be in charge like he's not he doesn't have that personality but he does he does in a way like it's not as much ego driven um he he just wants. He's proud of the fact that they elected him, but he's not like dictator-ish. He's not like uh, an authoritarian at all. Um, he's like, it doesn't matter who's in charge. Like, you know, where we need to work together. So, anyway, <laughs> and what does this say about society? Like, honestly, like this and Peter Pan. It's like when what makes things bad here you know, is it the fact that somebody wants to be the leader, you know? And same problem with Lost. It's like, you know, people look to Jack as a leader because he had that ability. He was good at it. You know, they were both pretty good at it, but like, well, John was not good at being a leader. (laughs) Let's just be honest, but he wanted to be so bad. But... He wanted people on his side. But Jack, he was a little, you know, once it got into, like, opposing sides, Jack really was bothered when people didn't agree with him or do what he thought was right. And it's like, you have to be able to let go and let people choose for themselves. And that was something that Sawyer and Saeed were good at. Like, alright then, like, pe- if people were like, I don't want to do what you say, like Sawyer and Said would tell them why they should. But then if people still didn't listen, they'd be like, all right, then I don't, can't. I can't stop you. Do whatever you feel is necessary. Go on. You know, they don't, they're not worried about their own ego. But yeah. And Peter Pan. Of course, Peter Pan is the leader of the Lost Boys, but it's like, why? Why do y'all need a leader? You're all, you know, like there's no... You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to even have one in that scenario. But he was just like that. <laughs> but anyway. <sighs> this movie, I swear. Um, these kids are going crazy. But it's its really um Why are you looking at my elbow? My dogs are on the bed with me watching a movie together. But anyway. <laughs> I can't just be normal with my dogs. But anyway. Um. yeah have you ever watched Lost and like actually thought about Peter Pan I mean like Jacob is like ageless he doesn't age at all and the island on Lost is like kind of magical you know it has like healing properties and all this other stuff and Neverland is the same way sort of and like Jacob is Peter Pan you know <laughs> even though Jacob's technically the good guy I guess But, anyway, um, there's that comparison, like, the agelessness and all that. Just, every time you watch Lost or Peter Pan, just think about the other one, and then also Lord of the Flaws. But, the thing about Lord of the Flaws is, at the very end, like, they're in a whole different world, you know what I mean? Like, they're in a whole different society now you know there's two warring factions and you know they're all wrapped up in their own stuff that's going on on the island and it's like this new <laughs> way of being and uh my dog just like scooted in between me and my other dog <laughs> and she's like trying to take over but anyway what you are trying to get the top spot but anyway um there's these two, they're just in a whole different society and they're warring with the other one and there's an episode of Lost where (laughs) are you hearing this? he's getting so mad (laughs) she's trying to take over she's trying to assert dominance by sitting on him and he's like really annoyed (laughs) but anyway um there's an episode of lost and i think it's when they're burying shannon or they're they're having a funeral for someone and i think it might be shannon spoiler alert and um they're getting ready to have a war with the others they're preparing for war like carl has came and warned them of this coming war with the others and they're all preparing And it's all about everything that's going on in the island. You're so, even as an audience member, you're so wrapped up in, like, thinking about it. Like, everything that's going on there and within the show. And it's just, like, all of a sudden, Sun looks over and she's like, "Boat." And then you have this moment of, like, what the heck have we been doing here? You know, like, the outside world becomes real again. And it's just this crazy moment of, like... None of the stuff that we've been doing that's been, like, the most important thing ever on this island matters compared to, like, the outside world, you know? And that's kind of like that moment was the end of Lord of the Flies moment where they're having this war and uh all this bad stuff is happening. And then, you know, they're chasing Ralph down. They're going to kill him. They've already killed people and it's crazy and then suddenly there's rescue and they're like so what's going on and it, everything stops and you're just like it's so weird what isolation can do to people but also just they de-evolutionized what's it called like they <laughs> there's a word devolved they devolved into, like, this crazy, and I hate to say, like, tribalism, but, like, they, I don't like that word, but the whole us-versus-them mentality of, you know, Lost and Lord of the Flies, and even Peter Pan, you know, it's like, the Lost Boys against the Pirates, you know, and it's like, what is this? Like, you're in the whole separate little bubble where, these things matter, but when you get back to the real world, when you get back to, like, normal society, you're like, does that even matter? You know? And it's like, "What?" It's like a microcosm of, like, our actual society. You know what I mean? Like, we think these things are, like, so important, but if something else happened, it kind of, like, makes you realize how trivial you know, certain things are. It's kind of like when you're in high school and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so important. And it's like, but it's not in the grand scheme of things. And, um. but the thing about Lord of the Flies and, well, Lost and Peter Pan um, is the way men act based on their ego and the way they, without consequences, how men will behave You know certain men and there's good ones too and it's like like Simon and Ralph and Piggy like they continuously try to be morally correct. They have morals they have standards but someone like Jack on Lord of the Flies he was he could not wait to be he liked it here you know he liked it he did not want to be rescued he did he this is what he's been waiting for you know a chance to go wild basically and i feel like that is some people you know that is some people they don't even wait until they can get away with it or they know they can get away with it so they do it anyway look at you know how many people get away with crimes that are white men you know what i'm saying so it's like what this is not you know fictional in a way it's like a a reflection of our society you know, pointed back to us. And I thought I remembered, like, Ralph at the end, like, the the guy that rescues them from the Navy or whatever, being like, how did you boys end up like this? And he's like, we just did what we saw you guys do. And it's like, I thought that was a quote. <laughs> it's not in the book, but I don't know if it's in the movie, but cause I haven't finished watching it yet. But it's just like, that's what it is. I mean, we did it... You know that we did what we saw you guys do and that's pretty much what it is but <sighs> you guys stop it <sighs> anyway i feel like it's a very much a man thing a male thing only like when they tried to say that they were going to make a female lord of the flies and it's like that's not going to be the same at all <laughs> women wouldn't behave like this they might have problems i'm not saying they would do things right But if they did things wrong, it would be different kinds of wrong things, you know? Like, the stuff they would do wrong would be a whole different set of problems, you know? Um, It just wouldn't be the same. And um, now, I don't think this like, because this is not savage, like, they're acting savage, like Jack and all of them, they're acting like savages. And the reason people think like, oh, well, if you found a village of people that have been living on an island their whole life, they're savages, they're uncivilized, but it's like, that is not the case. And why is that? Because people think that like when, you know, the colonizers came to the United States and found Native American people that the Native American people were uncivilized. That's not true. Um... They had great civilizations, you know, just better, even more advanced than in Europe. And like the Mayan temples are huge and, you know, because these kids are not, were not raised, they were not born and raised on the deserted island. They are based, they are thrown there out of our society into that. And they're going to react different to being on an island someone who's born there and raised there, even on a deserted island, they don't have the social... the same social standards or mentality as people not born where they're born, you know? Like, if if these kids were all born on this island and raised there, they would all be fine. I believe that. Like, I know other... You know, they've found people that are still separated from society, who ha- have lived on islands for centuries, and like they all do fine for themselves. <laughs> like they don't need to be bothered, and they're doing fine. Like they haven't invented like uh, the internet <laughs> or things like that, but like they have other kinds of technology. Because people are like, well, they wouldn't have had technology. They had technology. Like technology is not what people think it is. It's not just computers and phones, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? But anyway, and they don't have the resources, you know what I mean? They don't have the same resources on, on islands and stuff. They don't have the same resources, but they have their own kind of technology that does what they need it to do. And they're far more advanced at certain other things, you know, look at we can't do things that they did. Like, building the pyramids, Mayan pyramids, even. You know, we can't do it the way they do it. We can't figure out how they did it. And it's like, why do you think that is? They were more advanced in other ways, you know, than we are now. They really were. Like, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But I'm saying the reason that Lord of the Flies and Lost, and even Peter Pan, these kids... Are not, and people, you know, all the people on these islands were not born and raised there, except for like, you know, Jacob and the man in black. But the man in black wanted to leave, and it's like, I just don't know, you know, how he got that inkling of like wanting to not be there, but he did. What is in your mouth? Oh, okay. <laughs> taking care of dogs is like tiring but anyway um so what made these boys act the way they did it wasn't just being isolated from everyone else it was growing up in a society that told them certain things and having certain mentalities and then getting thrown onto this island you know and so it's like this is not how they would behave if they had been born here this is not Them being on the island is not what makes them bad. You know, it's something innate inside of them. And how they learn to socialize with others. The only reason they weren't doing these things before is because they couldn't get away with it. You know, like Jack and his crew. And all the boys that are with Jack are not necessarily like that. But when, you know, a certain, like the leader being Jack... And then certain other members wanting to do these horrible things, it, 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 manif- it like breeds, you know what I mean? Like, even other kids who wouldn't normally do this are getting influenced to do this, you know, do these things. So it's like, it's kind of contagious, you know? And, uh, only the super, like, morally strong characters refuse to be a part of what Jack's got going on, even, even though they, like, in the book, um, they even do kind of take part in it. Um, like all of them when they attack Simon, uh, Simon's the only one that never did. <clears throat> and Jack or, or Ralph and Piggy, I don't, it was never super clear if Piggy partook in like beating Simon, but, uh, Ralph definitely did. And he got caught up in the moment. And he was super ashamed of it, you know what I mean? So it's like they all felt victim to that, you know, that wild savagery and fear and, you know, losing control and thinking that Simon was this beast that they were all scared of. And it was mostly a lot to do with fear, but they all got caught up in like this craziness and attacked Simon and they all did. And I'm pretty sure. Pig- I think Piggy might have done it too, but I know Ralph did. But he, he like, would not admit it to himself later on. He acted like. Ugh, could you guys not? He was in denial about it later on. But anyway. The same kind of thing happens on Lost, you know. Uh- they all end up doing things they're not proud of because of the situation they're in. But, um, there are certain characters that, for the most part, are morally strong. Like on this, it's Ralph and Piggy and Simon, you know, and a few of the others hold out longer. Um, but then there's tempting things with Jack's group, like food and shelter and things that, you know, and plus, you know, safety and numbers. So, You know, they kind (laughs) of have temptations to go there, even though it's horrible. You know, because Jack's the actual leader, and he becomes sort of like a dictator. And, um, is, like, mean to them. He's, like, an actual, like, he's not a leader like Ralph was. He's not like, let's just do whatever we need to do. Like, Jack is like, I'm the boss, and you have to listen to me no matter what, or else we'll beat you. Like, that's actually what he does, so it's like, that's totally different and that's how dictators take over the way he's like we're gonna go have fun and not listen to all your stupid rules but then once he actually gets a grip on them he is even stricter than Ralph and like nobody can come in or out of his little castle and like if you even make him mad he's gonna hold you down and beat you you know what I mean it's like Ralph never did that, never intended to do anything like that. So why wouldn't anybody fall for that? Well, that's not what he was doing at the beginning. You know, at the beginning, he was like, we just want to have fun. And they're like, yeah, you know, and that's how he got him. He, I think he knew this. I think he knew that. I think he intentionally wanted to take over and to be that dictator person, i really, like, in the book, it's pretty obvious that that's what he wanted all along. So, or maybe not from the very beginning, but, uh, you know, it didn't take long for him to want to do that. And that's how dictators start. You know what I mean? They don't sound, they're not going to tell you, like, that they're going to beat you if you disobey them. Like, they wait until they have control enough to get away with it. and a loyal following enough to get away with it. And then that's when that starts. (laughs) So it's like, this is a very strong message. And it's like, Ralph wasn't having them do the fun things, but they were necessary things. You know, it's like, well, you need to sacrifice a little bit of your fun time to watch the fire or build shelter or do this. And they were like, that's not fun. But it's like, you're you know, we need to work together as a society to help each other. And if we all pitch in, it's not going to be that hard. You know, it's not going to take that long. Like, it'll be a lot easier if we all do it. They didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, kind of (laughs) like, reminds me of our political climate right now of like, You're not taking my money to help other people is, you know, I'm not even going to go there. But, uh, it's like if, if they all pitched in a little bit, then it wouldn't be so hard on the few that were doing all the work. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, if they all agreed to pitch in a little and work together and then the people that couldn't do things, like Piggy was not, he had like asthma, so... You know, there were certain things he couldn't do. Okay, that's fine. Like, we're going to help you anyway. Like, I don't know. It's just on a deserted island, the best um, course of action is is sort of like socialism. You know, if you watch Lost, Lost is socialism. Like, except for Sawyer at first, who's like, flat out says he's a capitalist and that's what he's doing. <clears throat> is hoarding all the stuff that's not even his and then making people pay him for it. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I'm a true capitalist. And it's like, seriously, though, that's exactly what it is. And everybody else working together is like a picture of capital or socialism, you know, like on loss. That's what it is. But anyway, <clears throat> um, Jack becomes a tyrant on Lord of the Flies and then. It's just very interesting, that moment, the thing that, I can't remember the exact episode, but I know that they're having a funeral for someone, and they're preparing for a war with the others on Lost, and Sun just suddenly, like, the sun's setting, and Sun looks up, and she's like, boat, that's all she says, and, like, the whole mood changes. You're just, like, the veil falls down, and you're like, oh my gosh, I was so wrapped up in, like, what was going on on this small island that you know when a boat just appears you're just like all that falls away and doesn't even matter anymore (laughs) you know just all stops mattering it's like you know even though the boat was not Penny's boat you know when you first see it and when she first says that you're just like everything stops and doesn't even matter anymore and that's exactly the ending of Lord of the Flies*. it's like They got this whole big thing going on where they're trying to, you know, Jack's got his team, his whole group, you know, killing people and then trying to kill Ralph and Ralph is running from, for his life from them and all this terrible stuff is happening. And like, I think the forest is even like on fire. So when Ralph gets to the beach and then there's like a soldier there ready to rescue them. He's like, what are you boys doing? playing a game and it's like oh my gosh (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just so it's like um, such a strange moment of like wow you know look at what we got caught up in and it just kind of brings them back to earth like to real society and it's like even the boys that were chasing him ready to kill him were like oh, we're just not doing anything. What's up? Like, you know, it just doesn't even, they're just like, they become kids again suddenly. And it's like, it's it's such a moment. And um with Peter Pan, it's like, you know, they don't have that moment because nobody comes to rescue them. He just, Peter takes Wendy home when she decides not to be their mother anymore, which is like, that's so freaking annoying. But anyway, this is running long, and um, I'm probably not going to talk anymore about this movie. I'm going to finish watching it, though. I've been watching um Chucky, the series. I really want to watch, because there was a new episode last night I didn't get to see, because I've also been watching La Brea. And uh, <laughs> I just finished Mr. Robot again, so I'm kind of like, still, I can't get that out of my head. You know what I mean? Because I just, Mr. Robot's like top tier for me. Um, I made my mom finish watching it and she just like she was way into it until the last episode and she like fell asleep and I'm like dude what the heck (laughs) and it's like she's like it was all right I'm like what It's freaking amazing like what are you talking about I, I I don't know but I think the whole you know mental illness you know I'm trying to figure it out like the first time like what's going on first time I saw it but like and even after that I had to go look up the disorder to like check on a few things you know to be like what happened exactly here you know and um but I'm not gonna get into that but like it's it's hard to understand but I hope that people will not come to their own conclusions about the disorder or whatever which they totally have and, like, actually, just like Google it to find out stuff about the show. And maybe the show couldn't help people try to understand mental illnesses better. But anyway, I mean, Mr. Robot is not 100% accurate with DID, but it's like the closest thing I've ever seen. It's like so close, like, so freaking close. And there's only, like, a couple phrasings that I would, like, change. You know what I mean? Like, I would change a couple of the phrasing, how they phrase things, maybe. But, like, for the most part, yeah, it's, like, way on target. And, like, plus just the fact that, like, you know, Elliot's the good guy. He's the hero, you know? And, like, I'll, I hope that, like, a lot of people don't have the wrong idea. Like, the mastermind, you know, I, I, I'm just not going to go there until I talk about it individually. But <laughs> like they're all the good guy, you know what I'm saying? Like if you see Mr. Robot, like all the all of Elliot is good. Like all sides of him are not the bad guy. No side of him is the bad guy. You know, there is no bad one, you know. I think people because of the misrepresentation in media, especially like split or something, they're like which one is the bad one? It's like there is no bad one. <laughs> you know, which you know i mean everybody has like a bad side i guess but like your bad side is like you're cranky sometimes you know what i mean that's about as far as it goes like you know it's like oh you're grouchy when you're hungry like that's your bad side you know what i mean like it's not like there's a bad badness in like there's a villain or like a monstrous like side or one of you know no <laughs> no that's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing in real life. Like, whatever split told you is probably wrong. Like, pretty much everything. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know if everything they said was wrong. Because there are persecutors, but they're not like... <sighs> anyway. I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> but anyway, um... Yeah, Chucky's a pretty good series. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> Uh, I'll maybe talk about it more later because tomorrow, like tomorrow, <coughs> tomorrow is Thanksgiving. <coughs> and I don't want to do a Thanksgiving episode of this because I don't really <coughs> like it. <laughs> um, but I am going to do an episode after this about um holiday movies. And why there are really no good like Thanksgiving movies. But there are some good, like, Thanksgiving episodes of TV shows, especially, like, Friends. Everybody knows that. Um, and why they're always so good um, with that. And um, Bob's Burgers. And the reason Bob's Burgers would want to make good Thanksgiving episodes is because Bob is, like, a cook. He wants to be good at cooking, so, you know. But um, just talking about, like, mostly those... And getting into talking about Christmas movies and, like, what what ones are good and why they're good to me or why I like them. And then what makes Thanksgiving episodes good and why there can't be, like, Thanksgiving movies that are good. Because there are none. You know what I mean? Like, there are some movies that take place near Thanksgiving or they have it included. But it's, like, you know, there's no, like, actual official Thanksgiving movies. Not really. You know? about thanksgiving because what's it based on you know what i mean like what but we'll get that's what i'm gonna get into and um let's see yeah that's pretty much all um riverdale came back on but i'm not gonna watch it yet um i'm gonna wait until they all air and then get them all over with at once (laughs) i don't even know what's going on in there but um Let me think, is that it that I wanted to say? Like I said, if, you know, Peter Pan, everybody knows that story. Even just the basics, that's fine. I don't think people need to watch it or read it or whatever. Um, It's not really that necessary, but as long as you get the premise. But the best, um, most accurate, for me, like, depiction of somebody like Peter Pan is um, Once Upon a Time. I can't stand him on there and it's like i never it's not really that far off it's not a retelling it's not like flipping it completely backwards because he sucks he always kind of did <laughs> you know he can always kind of sucked um and uh you know lord of the flies like some people complain about it, and I'm not one of these, like, classic snobs that's like, you have to read the classics or else you're not, like, into real literature. But basically, it's like, what they actually mean is, like, things written by white men between the 17 and 1800s. You know what I mean? Like, just, no. What, what, what about that makes them better? You know, I just don't think so. Um, I'm not a classic snob like that, because I'm like, that's bullcrap. What are you basing this on? Like, good writing is, you know, Kurt Vonnegut or Ernest Hemingway. And it's like, really? Or like Moby Dick. I'm like, Moby Dick sucks. I'm sorry. But like, get on with it. Spend the first three pages going on and on about how you love the ocean. And that's all we find out in the first three pages is that he loves the ocean. <laughs> get on with it. You know, get on. It's just, no. But anyway, um, this one is one of the classics. That's you know one that you would probably be told to read in school. But they have banned it in a lot of schools. But we read it at school, and um, most of the people that have read it have only read it because they were made to in school. So, Um, but honestly, I could not put it down, and it is amazing. It's easy to read. It's not like super like complicated. You know how some classics are like they talk in Old English or they talk in a certain way that, you know, you're like, have to get in the mood of that time period. But this one is like just a easy read too. Like it's not that hard. Um, it's not a, it's not a b- bunch of complicated language. It's not like Shakespeare, you know, or anything like that. It's, it's actually uh, hard to put down and um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's actually really good. Um, and it's interesting. And if you like Lost, you'll love Lord. You will like Lord of the Flies. Like honestly, and um, and I'm not the like. I looked it up, like if to see if anybody else compared them, and like there was a bu- Buzzfeed list of like, if you like this, you'll like this. You know, and it's like one of them was like, if you like Lost, then you'll like Lord of the Flies. And I'm like, see, <laughs> they're the same. Um, they're similar. But uh, I didn't find any like articles and stuff about it. But whatever. I guess I'm the only one that wants to like talk about it. But if anybody wants to chat with me about it, you should. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Lost, like what the heck are you doing? Like honestly. Um, yeah, I guess that's all. I'm about up to an hour on this. But this one is not as long as my usual. So <laughs> that's good. Um, And I probably will stick an ad in between, like, uh, the first 26 or so minutes in this, but anyway, that's all I wanted to say, and, um, I don't know if I have a quote. Well, I'll just say this, how quickly Neverland turns to Lord of the Flots...